DanielBritt.com. Today's lineup of music is really sterling because this group sitting with me now is not only good at what they do, but they're, they're really genuine, down-to-earth human beings that can relate to everyday living, and that shows in their music. Welcome, Karen Peck and New River. Thank Guys, you so much, Dan. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you for having us. And, hey, we want you to know that we have XM Radio on our bus and listen to it all the time. Yes, Devin gets to listen to it at night while he's driving. Yay. <laughs> Gives me something good to listen to on the yeah. miles. And isn't it, it's awfully convenient that you don't, you know, after you drive through a city, you don't have to change the station. It's that is wonderful. From east to west, north yeah. to south. It's, and no commercials. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it is absolutely great being able to, you know, listen to your, your favorite groups and, and also see who's singing. And you're thinking, wait, now who is that? Now all we have to do is just look at our little, yeah. uh, you know, look on the, the, uh, the display. The display, and, and there's the name. Well, that's the voice of Karen Peck, and obviously the name of the group, Karen Peck and New River, you recognize that name. Her sister Susan Peck also sings with the group, and, and the guy who also, I guess, doubles as the bus driver <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is Devin, Devin McGlamory. And how long have you been with, with, uh, with Karen uh, Peck? Not quite two years. I don't, it's been over a year and a half. So. Yeah. And did you come in after John? Uh, I did. There was a little bit in between, but yes. Now, Karen, I do want to go back to the LaFepper days, if we can talk about that some, uh, as well. Uh, uh, Daniel, excuse me, were you even born then? <laughs> no. no. Oh, okay. It's what your That's mom funny. and your grandma yeah. taught you, right? And there are published works uh, <laughs> called encyclopedias. I can go Absolutely. back and see. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, and thank goodness for the Internet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, because uh, you grew up in the, at least in Georgia, metro Atlanta area, you uh, you became friends with the Lefevers and eventually joined, right? Well, actually, that- the way it, it began, um, we Susan and I were born and raised in Gainesville, Georgia, and um, back when when I was 16 years old, Susan and I were singing with a, a girls trio, and we uh, th- well to make a long story short, we were actually in uh, had we're going to a concert we were at a concert uh and uh there was a promoter there that um heard that the joyful trio was there and he he asked us to sing and and uh we were missing the third third part but susan and i sang duet that night during you know the halftime and uh after intermission actually and um and we uh were invited to to open for a group called the lefevers and so, uh, so we got the third girl, uh, back with us. She was in college at the time and, and we sang as a girls trio uh, and opened for the, the Lefevers. And when we met the Lefevers, it was actually right before they changed the name to the Rex Neyland Singers. Mm. So Kelly was with the group at this time? Oh yes. Yeah. Kelly and Janet Pascal, uh, Rex Neyland and Rodney Swain. Mm-hmm. And they were, were my favorite group instantly. Yeah. And, uh, we were just, I just fell in love with their, with their ministry, with their songs. I knew everything they ever did. Mm-hmm. Susan and I, um, we eventually, uh, the trio, uh, they, they decided to, to, uh, to go off to college, the other girls. And, um, so I joined my first quartet mm-hmm. and, uh, from Demers, Georgia. And the promoter, uh, was very good friends of ours and, and he would let us open for the, the Rex Nealon singers. And so after my second year in college, uh, I had spoken with Rex Nealon that I, you know, I'd love to sing full time. Mm. And so he recommended me to sing with Alphys Lefevre when he had an opening for his group. 
So I traveled with the Lefevre, with uh, Alphys Lefevre and the Lefevres mm-hmm. for one year. Of course, you know, the Lefevres had retired. Sure. But Alphys Lefevre and his son, Scott, wanted to start a group of their own, and I was part of that group. And then a year later, Janet Pascal left the Netherlands and, um, and I created an opening. Them. Yep. And stay there for 10 years. I didn't think I'd ever leave. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then, of course, uh, several years later, I had gotten married. And um, Susan and I, we um, we really always wanted to get back together and have a group of our own. Mm-hmm. And so, But we had no idea that we'd be traveling nationally. I mean, we thought it would just be locally. And that is the truth. We had no idea. Am I right? Mm-hmm. No idea. But Karen had met so many friends. Sure. And they got behind us, you know, and, and would book us. And it was just, it really was a blessing. That first year was really a blessing. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Eldridge Fox, he, uh, he, he was really great to us. And he was he our did. producer. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then it, that was during the uh, King's Gold. Yeah. And so uh, the Kingsman and the Gold City were singing with the King's Gold. And so Eldridge and Tim Riley uh, called Becky Simmons. Becky Simmons picked us up, to, you know, to book us. And they called uh, Becky and said, book Karen Peck and New River on all of the uh, King's Gold concerts wow. opening up for us. So that truly was a, a wonderful blessing. It was a shot in the arm for us. And, of course, you know, we, we really, I mean, we, we've had to pay our dues, you know. and mm-hmm. But yeah. it, it really did, um, it, it was a shot in the arm for us to be able yes. to, to have those guys help us. And, of course, Rex Nealon was there. It was sure. a great help and inspiration. That that first time you opened for for the Lefevers <laughs> was in the period where Eva May had come off the road. And, and so what year was that? 1977. And this was a few years before you officially joined the group, right? I actually joined them in 1981. 81, okay. 1977 um, is when we first opened for the Rex, well, actually the Lefevers. And uh, even May Lefevre had not retired, but she was not with them. She had mm. not officially retired. Sure. And then uh, a few months later, she decided to make an announcement that she was retiring. So they, did, so Rex Nealon changed the name to the Rex Nealon Singers. What year did, did you and Susan, after you got married and you decided to put together New River? And was it called New River in the beginning? Yes, it's uh, we we started in January of 1991. Okay, and this is when the King's Gold concerts were going on. You guys were booked. they were they were forming the King's Gold. They were doing um, a lot of concerts together, yeah. Yeah. and um, they were so so sweet to us. And I mean, to this day, we are so grateful. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we fast forward to the mid 90s. When did Bill Gaither get a hold of you? Was that was the Georgia Dome one of the first? Well, that that was yeah part of yes I, I will say that we were I'll, I'll tell you this on my 35th birthday um, we were out in Arkansas I can't remember the the place um, but uh, we were at a friend's house and uh, someone knocked on the door I, th- um, I think it was my husband he said Karen he said Ben Spear has just called us. He's just tracked you down, and I want you to call him at Bill Gaither's house. I said, oh, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, okay. I'll get back with him when I get out. Sure. Yeah. Well, I didn't believe him, and, you know, and the reason, I, it was my birthday. And <laughs> and so um, so that was on a Sunday. And so and when I came out of the, the restroom after getting ready, and, and my husband handed me this note, and there was Ben Spears' number, but mm-hmm. it said call at Bill Gaither's house. Yeah. So I called, 
And he said, Bill and I were talking. We need to have you on the, the videos. And said, so we'd like to have your group. Well, we were just so thrilled. Um, and so he booked us on the next, uh, on the video. I guess it would be 1995 is when mm-hmm. we started. And uh, we, Susan and I discovered uh, that we were expecting. That same weekend. Yes. Oh. That same weekend, we discovered that, you know, that we're, uh, actually, we officially went to the doctor the, the two days later after we uh-huh. got off the road and uh, discovered on the same day that we were expecting children. And then we had to board a plane and go to the video. Yeah, yeah. And so it was, boy, that was, <laughs> I've forgotten all about that. Until, Did you? Until you just mentioned it, and then I thought about I it. I know, I just get sick thinking about it. <laughs> So Very sick, nervous sick, because we're fixing to be on the Bill Gaither videos, and it's a, a dream of ours, and we're so thrilled, and then sick from just being pregnant. Oh, right. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Morning sickness. So so you both were pregnant, and this was 95, and you were going to the, uh, and you just found out right when Bill Gaither called. Yes. Yeah. And we went on the videos. Matter of fact, we sang Whenever the Wind Blows, and we mm. were both expecting, and we were very sick. And that's been over 10 years now. I can, yes, time fact, flies. Or? It has been ten years. Wow, is is it something? Obviously, it's an honor to be on on a homecoming video. Has that, in a way, given you another? Call it a brand name. Has it given you another platform, uh, more exposure? It did. Yes, I, there there have been so many people that have mentioned the, the Gaither videos, and and you know what? Because the, the Gaither videos are played in so on so many different. TV networks, and because of the videos, just themselves, the actual videos, a lot of people sit and watch those videos for hours, and they feel yeah. like that that you're part of their family. And of course, we are part sure. of their family, I and mean, we're part of God's family. And and it 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 has really created a, a great platform for all of the artists, I believe. Now it's a family thing because Karen and Susan are sisters. Tell me, tell me about your family, because I know it's not just you two. You two are on stage as siblings, but. Uh, but behind the scenes, who travels with you? Well, my husband, Ricky, travels, and uh, he manages a group, keeps us all together. And uh, and also, my son, Matthew, is 14, and he runs our multimedia. And then um, my daughter, Carrie, she's nine, and she uh, helps take care of the product. And we also have, I'll let, soon I'll let you tell about your family, um, but we have a, a lady, her name's Dawn Hughes. Mm-hmm. She's been with us six years, and she takes care of our children while we sing, and she also is like an assistant. She does sure. a little bit of everything. Sure. And my husband, David, he traveled with us for about six years, but he has just um, decided, he, his background is... Uh, Still, uh, still guitars. Yeah. His dad was a uh, shot Jackson, and you know he played the dobro uh, in Nashville for a lot of the country stars. And so David and his brother and his dad owned Showbud Still Guitars. Well, then they sold out to Baldwin. Well, my husband's decided that he wants to go back into building Still Guitars. <laughs> so he's came, he's come off the road, and he's building Still Guitars right now. And but my son travels with us, mm-hmm. and he's nine years old. And he was the one you were pregnant with in 95? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's getting ready to be 10. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, do you guys find um, that magical family harmony thing that happens? Is is that yes. kind of a given? Absolutely. Our voices are so similar. Uh, and really, the only difference is my uh, – Susan sounds like me with a high – 
high voice, and I sound like her with a low voice. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> we do have the same texture voice. It's sure. something sure. when she uh, calls my house and talks on my answering machine, I'm thinking, man, that sounds like me. <laughs> Except one time you did call my house, and she thought she was calling her house, and she said, boy, your answer machine, my answer machine sounds just like me. And actually I got home, and it was Susan. <laughs> she had called. She thought she was calling her own place and called me. Now what about the name Rebecca Peck? Any relation? No relation, but I, you know, but we love Rebecca Peck. And we said, you know, somewhere down the road, we, we have to be related yeah, having the yeah. same last name and her voice is so high. And as a matter of fact, um, we will be recording some of her tunes on our, our new album. And, uh, she is a, she's a great person. She's a great lady, great singer, great writer, and just very talented. And Devin, where do they pick you up at? On the side of the road. No, I'm just kidding. You're um, holding a sign. Yeah, I was holding yeah. a sign. We'll, we'll sing for food. Um, no, we, uh, I, I just through a series, I've always been a Karen Peck New River fan and just through, I'm uh, just a God thing, I guess. I mean, it worked out where a guy was leaving and I could come here and it's just, it's been an awesome, awesome trip. What part do you sing? Since it's not a quartet where you have a baritone and a bass and a tenor and lead. Uh, I guess it would be like a, a lead to a tenor thing if yeah. you consider like okay. you know the way it's stacked. But so you're on the upper half. If, yes, sir. If it were a quartet, yeah, I'd say so. Okay. And uh, obviously, Karen's soprano, and and Susan is uh, yeah. alto. Okay. So you've been a fan of New River for quite some time. How does it feel to be on stage? Is it ever surreal where you kind of like look at Karen and think this? It's it's cool. It's, it really is. Um, the one of the first times she sang the national anthem, I was looking at Susan. And I was thinking, man, this is cool. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. it's really neat. And then nights like at the National Quartet Convention, just looking up and seeing the the name on the sign. You know, mm-hmm. while we sing, it's sure. just it's a really cool sure. feeling. Uh, and where are you from originally? Originally from Valdosta, Georgia, but I've been in the North Carolina for about seven years now, I guess, somewhere else. Have you relocated to, um, uh, to Delonica? To no, sir. I, uh, I have about a seven to eight hour drive one way every week, <laughs> unless I fly. So. Sure. Susan, where were you during the Lefebvre days? Were, were, were you in your own career at that point? Yes. I had a dump truck business. Uh-huh. And so really, really, to be honest with you, I really did not have the desire to sing like Karen did, like full time, because sure. I wanted to do um, my own business, you mm-hmm. know, and something else. But then in 91, when we started the group, God just put those desires in my heart. And, you know, I really feel like and truly feel like that this is what I need to be doing and this is what God wants me to do. Give me a list of, of some of your top songs. I, I mean, I can name them, but I think if uh, to you as members of the group, if if you were asked to to give me a definite list of the top songs that are recognized to audiences, and I don't care how how far back you go with these, uh, just rattle off some titles for me. Bend in the river. He sending miracles. Yeah. God answers prayer. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big one there, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> God likes to work. Yes. Yeah. When Jesus passes by. These are all old ones. Yeah, These those are, are old. Almost before I was I'm born. I'm starting from the first. Hey, Dad. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh ouch. And, uh, okay, then. Uh, I want to know how it feels. Yeah. Four days late. And in that series, you guys, um, I guess you've always had this sound. What, what what do you call the sound other than Southern Gospel? How would you really get down a pinpoint? It's probably, I, I would consider it progressive, yeah. progressive Southern. At times, I think I kind of hear a bluegrass strain, and other times it's religious, the rich harmonies. Yeah. That, 
it's it's really never planned. It just seems <laughs> to happen. You know, we've we've also had that's why they call it grace. Mm-hmm. Um, just one touch, river of peace, yeah. and the song "Hold Me While I Cry" yeah. is becoming one of our most requested songs. Now, how do you deal with labels? Um, because I think primarily you're a Southern Gospel group, but you also cross over into the inspirational side of music, and you do you do receive airplay on on stations that that aren't formatted for Southern, but yet they'll play Karen Peck and New River. Uh, how, how do you deal with that, or do you embrace it? We embrace it because we will we we want everybody to to hear the music, not mm-hmm. not to hear us sing, but to hear the message. And the more people that will play it, the more the message will get out. And, Hope and love, and and um, we we're we're excited when we hear that that someone is playing our music that may not be in Southern Gospel. Sure, is it hard to market? No, no, I don't think it's hard to market. I think because I think a, a good song with good words um, it will go anywhere mm-hmm. because really the message is what counts, and a, a good song uh, it doesn't matter what style it is. I think a good song will speak for itself. What what are some of the goals that you uh, that New River has for the future? Obviously, I think you're in a great position being in that progressive sound that you are because you're always kind of looking for something new and fresh. Uh, is that kind of the goal, just to keep going with New River and and whatever doors open, you take it? Yes, I heard a I've been reading uh, a book and it just says you know if you keep your eyes focused on God, if you keep your mind focused on Him and pray constantly, stay in the attitude of prayer and worship, then you will never have to. Um, you will never have to worry about fresh ideas for songs, yeah. and uh, and God will always keep it fresh. And I'm also reminded of Isaiah 43:18 and 19, where it says, "Do not remember things of old, for God is doing a new thing, and He's going to spring it forth." Mm-hmm. And it says, "Do you not know that that He will make a road in your wilderness and a river in your desert?" So, you know, after being together for 15 years, uh, you know, a lot of times we say, "Okay, what's next?" But but really, as long as we're with the Lord, and somebody says, well, where do you want to be this time next year? And I, I used to set goals every year, you know, first part of the year. Okay, God, we're yeah. going to do this this year and, and make our list. And and But I think that we're all three at the point that uh, and, and in agreement that we just want to be where God is. Wherever he is is where we want to be. Tell me about the song, and do you know who wrote it? I, I can't think of it off my head. Um Mark Lowry just re-recorded it, Jesus Laughing. Where'd you find that? Well, actually, Spring Hill, uh, Phil Johnson was at Spring Hill. He's the one that um, that brought us the song. And, you know, it's been that was the first <laughs> album that we recorded with Spring Hill. And I can't remember right off. It's been a while back. Uh, right so. off hand who recorded it. I mean, uh, who wrote the song. But, uh, oh, my goodness, when we heard that, I mean, it was just it was hands down. We need to record this song. We sang it one night in Louisiana in a church, mm-hmm. and uh, and it moved this lady so so much that um, about a month later we received a portrait of Jesus laughing that she had oh, wow. that she had and she had it framed and and it was just very 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 sweet. I remember when I first heard this song, I, you had sent me some CDs to listen to and put on the radio, and I um I came on that that track for the first time, and it was in. I was on I-285 around Atlanta. Of course, it's busy rush hour in the afternoon, and I'm in the. I love to drive in the far left hand, the fast lane. I don't know why, but I'm in that lane, and I'm going. And that song comes on, and it's just so involved lyrically. You hear it, and it's just, 
it's just a great song. Uh, whoever wrote the lyrics is amazing. And so I'm really into it. And then I just happen to kind of look at my rearview mirror and I see police lights. And oh, I think, oh, I think, oh, he's trying to get somewhere. I wonder if he probably wants me to get over. So I get over in the next, uh, next lane and he follows me. And I said, well, this is interesting. So I get over and he follows me. I said, well, I guess he's trying to get me. So I get all the way over and I'm thinking, I guess I was speeding. I, I honestly did not know. And he came and he said, do you know I'm fast? I said, no, I wasn't. And I was speeding. And I, I, I blame it on that song because it was so involved. <laughs> I was listening to it. Uh, thankfully, he let me go. But um, And Jesus was laughing. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> he wasn't, but Jesus was. Yeah. You weren't, but no. he was. <laughs> yeah, so you had to be careful when you listen to that song, but it's, it, it's a good one. Um, I think of uh, a few years ago, Four Days Late, obviously, uh, a real big one. And Aaron Wilburn wrote that one, right? He did. He and his wife, Roberta, wrote the song. I'll never forget, uh, we were in Meridian, Mississippi. And um, Aaron Wilburn said, a few years ago, I wrote a song, and I'd like to sing it for you. And he sang it with a rhythm guitar, mm-hmm. and, and well, acoustic guitar. And he came off the stage, and, and I said, boy, Aaron, you have just sung about me. And uh, so we we recorded the song. Hey, matter of fact, he pitched that song for four years, and no one ever sang really? it. And wow. no, the the groups just said, you know, that doesn't that doesn't fit us, or hmm. um, or you know, we we're not sure about it. And and um, so um, it was so amazing how God just sent that song to us just at the right time. And uh, when when they when the piano intro came, when the studio musicians were record, uh, you know, were recording the track mm-hmm. uh, from the very first note that was played, you could you could feel an anointing in the wow. studio. It was very powerful. Coupled with that, uh, one year at Family Fest in Gatlinburg, Ken Davis was there speaking. It was a Sunday morning, and he did a, his sermon around the theme of Four Days Late. And you guys came, I think, afterwards, and and of course performed the song. Um, have you ever had an encounter like that since where someone has a message to bring that is right along those same lines? Yes. To me, that was just amazing how it worked together. Yes, absolutely. I've got three names. They have to do with Neelands and Lefevers. Just kind of tell me whatever mm-hmm. comes to your mind. Obviously, Eva Mae Lefevre, What? Uh, um, how has that friendship blossomed? How, are you still keeping contact with Eva Mae from time to time? And tell me what, what you think of her as, as, a, as a lady and as a gospel singer. Eva Mae Lefevre is a great communicator, very anointed of God. Um, she is an example to all us ladies. Uh, gave me great advice years ago, and I'll never forget the advice that she gave me. And um, she is just a precious, dear lady. Did you ever work much with um, with Jimmy Jones? You know, I I didn't work a lot with Jimmy Jones, but he and Rex Nealon were very good friends, and I just have the most utmost respect for Jimmy Jones. And, and you know what? Um, Jimmy passed away not long ago, and it is definitely heaven's gain, but our yeah. loss. He was a great man. I loved Jimmy Jones. He's one of my favorite people. I'll never forget. I had Jimmy and Eva May in the studio, and oh. and and I would ask questions, and they would give me, you know. The answer, and then they start thinking, and then they start reminiscing, and then, <laughs> when were you born? When were you, and how old are you? And then they would go off, and it yeah. was just, and they were just such a team, and I could, uh, I would have loved to have seen them in that old version of the yes. Little Peppers. Work and you know, they remained very good friends. Yeah, they really did. Yeah. And he had a great sense of humor. <laughs> yes. Uh, Rex Nealon. You worked with him, obviously. A great man. One of the greatest men I've ever known. He was, um, he was, 
a great example to gospel music. He was a great example on the bus. Uh, matter of fact, we were, uh, I was just talking about Rex not long ago, and, you know, I never saw anything off color. I never saw anything, uh, but just a, a very respectable man. And he was very strict on the kneeling bus, um, but he, but he was very fair. Sure. He was a very fair boss, but he was, um, he was there at, at my dad's funeral. Mm. Came and he didn't even go out on the road and he came mm. and sang at, at my dad's funeral and I'll never forget that and, and I'll never forget, um, we worked with him a few weeks later and he says, well, he said, now that, that your dad's not here, I guess I'll just have to be your dad. <laughs> you know, and he wasn't a man of a lot of words and he wasn't right. a very, you know, he didn't hug or, yeah, you know, yeah. he wasn't that kind of a, a person. You know, sure. he didn't say, um, he, he didn't, he was very reserved in what yeah. he said. And, and I knew that it took a lot for him to say that. And that just meant so much to me. I cannot say enough good things about Rex Nealon. He's a wonderful man. And Karen, uh, does that from time to time. She'll, she'll go. I'm sure you've sang for your fair share of funerals. Uh, yes. I, I know yes. you've, you've performed at weddings and there was a wedding, I think, up in North Carolina that you were driving to by yourself. I think you were in a minivan. I wasn't there, but I've heard this story, and there was a rattlesnake <laughs> in the road. Um, do you remember this? Yes, yeah, so actually, it wasn't a rattlesnake. If it had been a rattlesnake, I would have gotten out and oh, ran okay. back to my house. <laughs> but it was a snake, and I ran over it. And then when I looked in my rearview mirror, I, well, actually, I slowed down to run over it. Yeah. Because I wanted to make sure it was dead. You were deliberate about it. And then when I looked in my rearview mirror, the snake was gone. And so I got to thinking... Oh no, I was going so slow. Maybe it got up around my tire and got up in the, the, uh, yeah. and got up, y'all quit laughing. And it got up in the motor and it's going to come through the vent and I'm going to be riding late at night home by myself from Knoxville, Tennessee. And that snake's going to pop out and I'm going to have a heart attack, you know, and right the here in, the next morning. in, in this vehicle. And I stopped, I know, three or four times. Uh, to, just to, to look under the hood. I even stopped at a, uh, like a garage on the way up and said, would y'all please look under there and just make sure that there's not a snake <laughs> under there. I was panicking. You know, you, we laugh at you about that, but. Listen, uh, everybody did. The whole industry did. Well, but, um, I, I think deep down inside we've all done something like that. We've been paranoid. We're home alone late at night and you hear something and you go back and you check it 40 times before you're convinced. Yes, so, it was um, tough. Uh, that's just a classic story. In fact, you're, uh, you have to thank your marketing department at Spring Hill at the time. They, <laughs> they let me know about that. So That was rough. The latest album is... Good to be Free. And it features uh, the songs um, Just One Touch, River of Peace, and then our latest single, Hold Me While I Cry. But it also features a couple... Susan did a couple called I'm Saved, and also a song that she wrote that, um, that has um, some... Uh, Scottish music on it. Mm. We went to Scotland last year, and uh, so we put some Scottish music on it, and uh, and it's called uh, My Lord and I. Of course, I said that, but but it's one of my favorites on the project. Devin is doing a song called Gonna Get Up. That's uh, very much a requested song as well. Mm. And now, Devin, how old are you? Twenty-four. And so you've you've added some some young blood in the group, I guess. Well, it, it, yeah. you, you see that as being uh, important? Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Susan and I had a serious meeting. We said, okay, this next person that we get to sing with us, he's going to be young, so he'll help us look a little bit younger. Yeah. People ask me, you know, how it is to travel 
with you know awesome ladies of southern gospel music and i just tell them it's just a privilege and honor to travel with my grandmothers and uh, they always get a kick out of that and uh, there's a good nickname for them and it's actually people are starting to really catch on to this nickname and they're they're the golden girls you know so it's just an honor and a privilege you know to travel with famous people like the golden girls we don't think it's very funny and you guys really don't look old at all well thank you are you single no sir you are married yes i'm married okay i thought Somebody said the next person needed to be uh, single and unattached, and there you go. But I, I guess, uh, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, but Devin's married to a, a sweet lady, and uh, she, her name's Karen, like her name. Yeah. And, uh, uh-huh. But she, um, she's very supportive of him. And, she and as a guy, it's things. easy to remember, I, I imagine. Yes, that makes answers. it very easy. That's yeah. right. But, it's, uh, but it, it's a good thing. And we, we love Karen, and they've got a little baby now and um we love the baby and so we susan and i we're we're very blessed before we let you go tell me how we can stay in contact with you have a way that you can um that you keep your fans involved uh, with we what's would, going on we would love for you to log on our website at karen peck and newriver.com and please sign up and be on our email list and we will keep you informed of what's going on with Karen Peck and New River. Also every week we'll let you know where our dates are going to be and let you know when we're going to be in your area so you can come and see us. Uh, we'd also love for you to, to continue to pray for us and pray for our ministry and we're excited about what God is doing. Um, and so we, um, we would love to hear from you. Thanks so much. Let's do this again soon, okay, guys? We'll do it. We would love Thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you.